Welcome back. This is part five of the Pali Scriptures section of the Buddhist Books series. Um, if this is your first time seeing me, go ahead and click here. For the whole playlist, I recommend starting with episode one of the Dhammapada. Or just Dhammapada, I don't know. I think, I think uh, we American English speakers have a habit of putting the in places where not everybody uh, agrees it should go. Like, for example, if you're in England, you might go to hospital, or excuse me, to hospital. But, uh, but we go to the hospital in, in, in the U.S. So, so I say the Dhammapada, the Sasanavansa, but it just says Sasanavansa. It doesn't say the. Good news, mostly for me, but if you're following along this series and this has in any way become a part of your your routine, your week, maybe you spend a Sunday and watch two of these back-to-back once a week, and maybe you're way in the future and I'm speaking to you from the past. I don't know what the situation is, but it might be good news for you too. I mean, it's good news for you if you were also, like me, looking for a good source for uh, Pali and Theravada literature. That news is that this did not come from the Pali Text Society. The mountain of books that is, uh, I assume, in transit, or will be soon, the money went through, but anyway, um, that they're going to be sending from London to New Delhi. Uh, I'm in New Delhi, if you didn't know. That's where all these noises are, New Delhi noises. South Delhi, if you're wondering. Anyway, um, so yeah, so here if you open if you open a few pages in, it says here, Poly Text Society. So naturally, I assumed that this book came from the Poly Text Society, but it didn't. It came from Scholar Select Mabel Haynes Bode, 19th century, Panasimi, I guess. And on the back, it says, this is public domain, so it's okay for us to do this. <laughs> and then that gave me the idea of like, wow, I could go out and find all the cool public domain things and just copy paste it into a Word document and then do a little commentary like, well, that was stupid. Next, you know, and then publish it and say, here's the Bible, you know, or whatever. Um, Okay, so yeah, so that's good news for me because the photocopy that they made, that they put into this and published it, is from probably one of the books that I'm actually going to be receiving a first-hand copy of. Maybe. I don't know if Sasanabamsa is included because I specifically, I got, they had this collection. First, what happened was I was going through on the website and saying, okay, I want that, I want that, I want that. And then I was thinking of the customs fee and how, well, it's complicated. But anyway, I was thinking I'd just order a few at a time. But then I noticed they had a a, a collection that was like, order everything at once. And I was like, okay, that's what I want. So I wrote to them and said, hey, I want the collection. And then they said, okay, that'll be this much, whatever. And I said, okay, so that's all the poly scriptures and all the commentaries on all the poly scriptures. And they were like, well, no, it doesn't include this or this or this or this or this or this or this. Do you want those added on top of the collection? I said, yes, please. And so um, I don't know if Sasanabamsa is included in that. But eh, either way, I've got this. If it is included, then I, you know, I can give this away. I can give it to a local something, I don't know, charity. Um, so I decided, okay, here's what we're going to do today. I'll try not to talk too much. I think I'm already at four minutes. Um, 
I'm going to go ahead and pick up where I left off here and read for 15 minutes. And then I'm going to start at the very beginning, even with the preface and then the introduction of this, because I was kind of like eyeballing it. And I was like, okay, this is kind of useful information because it gives the backstory of how this document kind of where it was in the British Museum and what form and who was writing about it and what and who these people are and what their goal was and this kind of thing. And uh, yeah, we'll just revisit this for a while until the other polyscripture books come from the Polytech Society and then we'll decide then. By we, I mean me, the royal we. Uh, we'll decide what to do then. But in the meantime, I'll go ahead and jump in. But first, this episode is brought to you by the eight auspicious symbols of Buddhism. That's a lot cooler than, uh, than uh, you know, Nestle, isn't it? Um, and I, I think at the end, I'll include a bit, yeah, um, yeah, I'll do something at the end with the eight auspicious symbols of Buddhism, so you can look forward to that. So we'll try to end a little early so I can fit that in. Okay, right where we left off. The version in the Dipavamsa states that, remember Chikung, remember, no complaining, it's all part of it. Thank you for the honking, thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, the version in the Dipavamsa states that the Taras divided up, or maybe Taras divided up in the ninefold Dhamma. See, when there's TH, we have a habit, English speakers, of saying th, and when CH, you know, we might say ch. Usually, when they're trans transliterating Hindi or, or, or uh, Sanskrit, CH does mean ch. And C-H-H means ch, and K-H means k. But when it comes to T-H, T-H usually means t, not th. So the same goes when, uh, when they're transliterating uh, from Hebrew. So for those of you who are into Western uh, ceremonial magic and all, it's keter, 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 not kether, okay? All right. Gebura, Malkut, not Malkuth, but it's okay, it's okay, you can pronounce it that way. In the great tradition of, 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 of Athens Georgian uh, magicians, you know, pronounce it that way, by all means, sincerely. Yeah, everybody has their, their lineage, and you should do it like your teacher's teacher, right? I think. If you're into that. Okay. Into what? I don't know. Okay. Anyway, let's get back to this uh, first line of the first paragraph of what I had intended to read in this episode. The version of the Dipavansa states... Now, I'm not going to buy any more books until I get the Pali Sutras. And then, you know, if I get to the version of the Dipavamsa, then I'll say, do I have the Dipavamsa? Yes. Good. If I don't, I'll try to find it. That's my promise to me and you. Well, not as much of a promise as a, a statement. Um, all right. <clears throat> the version in the Dipavamsa states that the Teras divided up the ninefold Dhamma into chapters, etc. This seems to be an attempt to reconcile the old ninefold division with the arrangement of the canon as we have it now. All right, <clears throat> half a thought. <clears throat> 
It's not worth vocalizing. Buddha Gosa, I, I like his name. Buddha Gosa attributes to the Teras all Uttana verses noting the, of repetitions, etc., which exist in the canon. There are in commentaries by Buddha Gosa and others not infrequently statements that a portion of the text is due to the Sangititaras. And it is probable that these ascriptions are taken over from the earlier Sihawa Atakatas. Although there is no reason to doubt that these portions are indeed later additions to the canon and were made by Songitikaras, there is no certainty that they were added at the time of the First Council, which was around the time of Ashok, right? Ah, I remembered something. Although, <clears throat> although, <clears throat> Although we may have reservations about the texts which were dealt with at the First Council, there is no reason to doubt the general way in which it was held. The chosen expert in each section of the Buddha's teaching expounded what he could remember. And when it had been approved as a genuine utterance of the Buddha, right? All right. Uh, the assembly as a whole confirmed their approval by repeating it together. The commentaries explained that the words, thus have I heard, at the beginning of the suttas, are the words which Ananda used to introduce his recitation. All right. Pretty clear, right? No need to... Okay. Uh, Buddha Gosa tells us that at, who's Buddha Gosa? All right, Edward, Google that. Tell him next time. Um, tells us that after the council of the Vinaya was entrusted to Upali and his pupils, nah, not those kind of pupils, his students, you know. Like, uh, similarly, the Diga hyphen, Majhima hyphen, there's like a dash or hyphen after each of these. Um, Samyutta hyphen and Anguttara Nikayas. Oh, so all these Nikayas. So the Diga Nikayas, the Majima Nikayas, the Samyutta Nikayas, and the Anguttara Nikayas were entrusted to Ananda, Shariputra, Mahakasapa. I'm used to saying Mahakasyapa, but it says Mahakasapa. I'm just going to say Mahakasapa. Uh, which means great kasapa. What's a kasapa? I don't know. Um, and uh, I, she told me once, but I forgot. Uh, and Anuruda, respectively, and their pupils. Thus, this was probably the beginning of the system of the bhavakas, or reciters, who shared out the recitation of the Dhamma among themselves. We find in the commentaries references to bhavakas of the first four nikayas and to jataka bhavakas and dhammapada bhavakas. Although there seems to be only one... Re you know what I'd like to hear is one of these things that they all agreed that the Buddha said. Wouldn't that be nice? 
Oh, wouldn't that be cool? I'm hoping that uh, when those books arrive, somewhere in one of them is at least one thing that everybody agreed in the time of Ashok was something that the Buddha said. <clears throat> but until then, we'll uh, gratefully accept what we have. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. They, they, I, I've kind of heard this. I think I've heard this. I feel like I've heard people say that, uh, you know, that the, that the early Buddhist texts are kind of like difficult to get through and difficult to understand and figure out and categorize. And they're so complex and there's, uh, that, that someone came along and just wanted to simplify it, just simplify it. And that's where Mahayana came in with the Lotus Sutra and then the subsequent sutras after that, the Heart Sutra, the Diamond Sutra. And uh, but I want to I want to get into the complicated stuff. I mean, I guess the complicated stuff is for the really heady people, the Pratyeka Buddhas, as the Lotus Sutra Buddha so derogatorily uh, condescended to to describe us. And he's probably right. You know, the people who dive into the books are kind of missing the point, and they should really you know be following maybe Dogen's advice and be sitting on the zafu. Even even after Dogen, the other Zen Buddhists referred to Dogen as. Uh, thorny grapevines which basically means like talking too much like too much too much of this um not enough this but i mean you know like am i going to get on here for a half an hour and say there's other channels that do that they say okay everybody now get comfortable and uh, you know those those are good i mean they're probably better than this right but this is first for other people with another kind of interest what? I don't know, but you know, we'll see where it goes. Although there seems to be only one reference to Kudaka Bhavakas, uh, we may assume that there were Bhavakas of the other texts of the Kudaka Nikaya. It's a safe assumption. That means we probably will never get a copy of those. Um, anybody have a time machine? It would be cool to go back and get a copy of these bring them here and find an expert and sit them down and make them translate it. Um, this, this book, this, this is like the first, the first tiny, tiny little sliver is like in English, scholars talking about the, uh, the Sasanavamska, the Sasanavamka or whatever. And then this, the, you know, the bulk, the vast majority of it is in like Sienese or, or Burmese or something like that. I don't speak that. And, uh, and nowhere I've come to accept Nowhere in this is an English translation of the big, thick, you know, thing. Uh, but it does say kind of like the gist of what it says. Basically, the gist of what it's talking about. And uh, I guess that's the closest we're going to get. Like, so in the, it's not a translation, in the commentary it says, Now, according to the Sasana Vamsa, blah, blah, blah. And you know you're not reading an English translation of something when it's referring to the thing that, you know what I mean? Like... It's like reading the Bible and it, it, you know, it says somewhere, according to the Bible, this and this and this. However, other authors disagree. doesn't say that anywhere in the Bible, not in the English or the German or the Latin or the Greek or the Hebrew, the Aramaic or the oral. Get your mind out of the gutter. All right. Um, should we finish a sentence? No. Yes. Let's finish a sentence. Uh, 
Well, that that was the finishing of a sentence. However, we may we may deduce from the fact that versions of one and the same sutta or utterance sutta one presumes is like the older way of saying sutra, just like dhamma is the older way of saying dharma, right? And I think they explained that earlier, but in one ear and out the other. I've even heard myself, you know, I listened to it after I, this is like part of the process of me like reading this is reading it and then listening to myself read it a few times and then kind of going, okay, I think I absorbed that. Like with the Fama Fraternitatis, if you're curious, it's here. Um, the, uh, I, uh, it didn't get absorbed until I recited the entire thing in bits and then edited them all together in, with music and then put it up online, and then I listened to it about eight or nine times, and then I started to go, oh, oh, and then I felt good because, you know, basically Christian Rosenkreutz did kind of something similar to what I do. Yeah, you can't see what's off camera, but there's other stuff besides the Buddhist stuff and the books. This is Buddhism books, Buddhist books. Eh? Um, but if I turn the camera, you'll see the all the, the various Indian gods and goddesses. You'll see... Uh, my uh, Rosicrucian Catholicism with Martin Luther in the center on a Jewish prayer shawl. And then uh, I've got Guru Nanak over here with the, uh, the Guru Nanak Sikh comics here. And then uh, my friend Amandeep Singh, huh? let's use some cards, um, his book, The Game of Primal Forces, along with my dad's book, which inspired it. Um, and uh, we've got Dungeons and Dragons here, a lot of like a, an architectural drawing that my mom did. And my dad, they're both passed on, but, you know, so I have them here. So, yeah, so I've got, like, all the influences on my life. Everything, like, there's a story here. You, you could tell a story just based on the stuff and where it's placed and what it is and what's inside it and which books and what scrolls and what have you, you know, what paintings. And that's what Christian Rosencruz did. And that slowly evolved into what we now know as the tomb of Christian Rosencruz, which is symbolically expressed as the vault of the adepti in the Rosé Rebe at Ori Crucis. Oh, I'm not supposed to say that, am I? Um, all right, so, right, yeah. Where, what? Mm -hmm. The sutta or utterance in different parts of the canon sometimes differ that the bhavankas responsible for the transmission of each text are quite independent and were not influenced by the traditions of the bhavakas of other Nikayas. This would explain why the versions of the Vangisas stanzas in the Samyutta Nikaya and the Teragata do not entirely agree. So this is like a book for people who, I guess, know what they're talking about already, like all these different Sanskrit titles and other titles of all these different documents and things. And it's like, well, yeah, this one and this one, and this is different from that. And they say this one came from this. And it's like, I don't know what any of this means. And so if you're lost, know that you're not alone. That's why we're diving in. We're just diving in head first. Um, and then when the translations come, then maybe hopefully we can start to like examine one of these at a time. Let's move on, shall we? Sasanavamsa. The is optional. I just like saying the in front of things. The Sasanavamsa, right? Like Fama Fraternitatis Rosicrucianus. The Fama, right? All right. <clears throat> so, Polytext Society. This was in a library at a college, at a university. Um, I think they, they have the stamp 
of like whoever you know photocopied this in the back room so yeah back in in uh, November okay so someone checked it out on October 28th 1975 photocopied it and returned it to the the interlibrary at the University of California Los Angeles UCLA this came from UCLA so UCLA had a copy from the Polytech Society and some chud right uh, rented it and photocopied it and then someone else stuck it in a word document and published it with a nice glossy hardbound cover but we're going to be getting the books and by we i mean me uh, but you can vicariously participate in the having of the books by way of this buddhist book series directly from the polytech society that's cool right i'm giving them a big plug lots of big plugs check out the polytech society if you're interested in this sort of thing i think but we'll know we'll have we'll be more informed once the books arrive and then I can tell you whether or not I should have recommended them in the first place. Who's vibrating? Everybody's on airplane mode. Why do things vibrate when they're on airplane mode? Right? I mean, it's a legitimate question. Okay. <clears throat> the preface. The present edition of the, of the, they're saying the, of the Sasanavamsa is based on the following MSS, which of course stands for, I don't know, I don't know what that stands for, but the sort of person who reads these sorts of books probably knows what MSS stands for. In the British Museum collection, one, or 2253A and two, or 2252B. <laughs> So someone came along and was like, this poly stuff, this Theravada stuff, it's just giving me a headache. It gives me a headache. Let's simplify it. We'll put it in a simple story. And in the story, we'll define our new philosophy and we'll define everything that came before it as a deer vehicle. And then we'll tell people that if they don't accept our philosophy, that they're going to burn in hell. That way they'll be afraid to speak openly against it and... They'll, 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 they'll do what it says, and it says to build stupas. They'll build lots of stupas, right? And uh, I'm not, I'm not going to make a pun about that being stupid. Stupas were around before the stupid Lotus Sutra, okay? <laughs> Sorry. I know I'm going to the Avicii house for saying that. So you don't have to hate me. Karma itself will punish me like the guru that I was talking about in the episode that I took off the playlist. So you probably haven't heard it yet, but you will in the future, the distant future, when I'm all done with all the Theravada. Okay, moving right along, both on the palm leaf and in the Sinhalese character. Right. I also compared, who's I? Who's I? I. I. Edited by Mabel Bode. Mabel Bodie or Mabel Bode, PhD, which my dad explained to me is piled higher and deeper. Okay. Um, I, Mabel, uh, also compared my own <clears throat> transcript with one that Professor Serge de Eulenborg was kind enough to send from the papers of his predecessor, the late professor of Sanskrit in St. Petersburg. <clears throat> 
Professor Mincer had himself intended editing this interesting modern work and had collated for this purpose the aforementioned MSS A and B in the British Museum with two paper MSS from Ceylon. Ceylon? Ceylon. Vis-a-vis, that's V-I-Z period, which as we all learned from the architect in the Matrix 2 is vis-a-vis, right? Um, <clears throat> a copy made for Professor Rice Davids, or D in parentheses, or maybe that's the, the copy. It's copy number D in the British Museum. I have no idea what's going on. And another sent by Subhuti, or S. Okay, D stands for David, S <clears throat> stands for Subhuti. In some doubtful passages, I have followed corrections made by Menave. Menave must be a very respected uh, authority on these things. Okay, where I have preferred the reading of MSS. A and B, the Menave transcript is cited as Min in the notes. Oh. The chief difficulty with the clear and well-written palm leaf MSS has been the transcription of frequently occurring Burmese names. Many sounds in Burmese are not adequately represented by the Sinhalese or Pali alphabet and uh, oh, right, okay, so they were saying in this book that they, the way they use the word poly in this book is as if it was a language, which is, I think, the only thing they said about the, this book in this book. But I got the book anyway, and I wanted to read it. So here we are, reading it. <clears throat> uh, yes, and the copyists appear to have been sometimes at a loss. For Burmese letters are even wedged in here and there among the Sinhalese. All right. Once I learn Sinhalese and Burmese, then I can translate this for you. Here, I'll just read uh, a little bit. <clears throat> this is random from page 44 of the actual uh, Sasanavamsa. Kato un kodani sasanum alma. Okay, that's enough. Um, all right, let's finish the sentence, shall we? Uh, Yes. In revisiting my own copy, I have adopted Menave's system, following the poly MSS syllable for syllable, though I have observed that the usual method of representing Burmese pronunciation in European books gives to these same names of places and persons a very different form. For instance, in my transcript of the PA, the vowel A appears after a nasal N. Oh. I guess, uh, in place of a final NG or NGH, while the diphthongs, <laughs> diphthong, what's a diphthong? The diphthongs, ow and o, are represented by the pa o. I owe sincere thanks to Professor E. Muller Hess, with a hyphen in between, who generously spent much time in going through the proof sheets with me. I wish also to thank Professor Rice Davids for his patience and cordial kindness during the many delays that occurred before I could complete the edition. M.B., which stands for, as we all remember, Mabel Bodie? B. 
B-O-D-E, PhD. All right, cool. Well, that was something. You guys feel a little more enlightened. Um, so this is all backwards to me. I'm seeing a mirror image, so I have to keep that in mind. Last time, I said that the Shobogenzo was here. I was wrong. It's here. The Dhammapada is here. And then these two books are usually go here. And then right after that is the uh, a book about the Greek king who was ruling after Alexander and all that. Alexander the Great came into India and was like, this is mine. And then he left kings here from Greece. And then they converted, well, at least one of them, the famous one, converted to Buddhism. And he had a famous conversation with a Buddhist sage. So there's a book about that. We're going to get to that after the Lotus Sutra because that book came out after the Lotus Sutra, but before the other Mahayana Sutras. And I'm going by century. I'm going by century. And I consider that interesting and important enough to include on the list. We will get to that after we're all done with Theravada, sometime in the 2030s, I would imagine. Um, so as promised, after the prayer, I will show you a little uh, bit. Um, when I was in Nepal, I uh, met a man in Bhaktapur. And I bought this nice, you know, drawing of the eight auspicious symbols, four of which you can see here. The other four are on the other side of the bookshelf. See them? Eh? Um, and in other places around the room, you can find these eight auspicious symbols. This is from like Tibetan Vajrayana. Basically, the idea was that in teaching to, you know, kind of like moving away from this heady, like, what? Or you have to be a monk and then someone will explain it to you. Um, they, they wanted to make these teachings available to the masses, including people who were not literate. So they did things like represent Shariputra, Ananda, and Mahakasyapa and the gang as animals, like elephants and uh, a bird. And, you know, it's cute. Um, and so the eight auspicious symbols, I guess maybe actually just now, just literally just now might refer to the eight uh, the Eightfold Path, maybe in, in, in a roundabout way. I'm going to look into that now that I've uh, that, now that that's just occurred to me. But anyway, I'm going to try to dig up the actual recording from 2017 of that man in Nepal explaining the eight auspicious uh, the, the eight auspicious symbols to me, and I will decorate this screen with images of these eight auspicious symbols for you, just to have a little breather from Theravada have a little bit of a, Mahay uh, a Vajrayana, which is on top of Mahayana. So there's Theravada, and then that's the foundation for Mahayana, which says, pay no attention to the foundation. It doesn't exist. And then Vajrayana on top of that that says, hey, start with Theravada, then move on to Mahayana, then come to Vajrayana. That's how that works, generally speaking. Okay. To the north and to the south, to the east and to the west, to the spirits of light among us, and to the spirits below, we send out our reverent love and compassion. May all beings be happy. May all beings be serene. 
May all beings be in peace. for going on this ride with me. By the way, uh, got the second vax, no side effects, except I was a little grouchy this morning. They say that the immune system makes people push people away. It's nature's way of keeping from spreading viruses. Maybe that was a side effect, but other than that, no, no headache or, or a fever or anything, so that's good news. Okay, as promised, here's the little bit about our sponsor, the eight auspicious symbols of Tibetan Vajrayana Buddhism. For your life, this eight symbolic is enough. If mm -hmm. you if you remember, this one first is an umbrella. Mm. Like you saw that canon, that the union. Oh, your little different. Yeah. Uh, mean, you show me that one is. Yeah. That one means the union. The, we all are made yeah, one like in it. Two snakes, on, in a way, or no? That is uh, ribbons. That one is imagining snake, but this mm. one is a soul. That one is a different uh, color with soul. Mm. You know soul? Soul. Soul means uh, we wear that. Oh, shawl. Yeah. Yeah, scarf. Yeah, yeah scarf, like a scarf. scarf. Making uh, decoration. That one is. That one is an umbrella. That means making union. Mm. No uh, opposite. All are the one side, one mm. Under the same umbrella. Yeah. yeah. Nowadays, not that one is. Mm. Because uh, one side is North Korea, one side America. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. This means no enemy. Mm. All are we are one, in, uh, one union. That means. Shank. Mm. That one is at the starting uh, instrument. This one is man made, this one natural. Yeah. yeah. That means cornapre, that means good hearing. Mm. That means you don't speak to another person. Not pink to another person. Not pink? Not pink means, uh, what is called? Not pinch. Pinch? Like I'm saying the bad, you pinch oh, your heart. Yeah. Pinch, what is called? Like pinch. Pinch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pinch, yeah. Yeah, Pinch in heart. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Heart so with touching. the words. Yeah. With the words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is not good one. Is yeah. That is very interesting for all. Mm. Yeah. And this one is symbolic of the endless love. Mm. The knot that goes on forever. Yeah. Mm. This one is love. Uh, that means endless. No endless. No starting, no ending. Every green. That one is endless. And lotus. So many apartment lotus there. Every we are the leaves of our lotus. Mm. We are all. That means everywhere be quiet. Mm. Yeah. That lotus is very sensitive flower. If the uh, some is the over, that is not be lotus. That will be dry. That will be dry. Mm. That will be uh, what is called uh, making. Rust, or what is called uh, rest. I don't know what is not being bad. Mm. So the lotus, all money, but means many focus here. Mm. So everywhere is like how we are lotus. Lotus means you must be cured. Nowadays is uh, people are not caring for it. 
global warming, the uh, each other to not want to make the system. Yeah, everybody going to uh, on sale. Yeah. Not uh, social work. Yeah. Just little sum. That mean lotus mean. Om Mane Padnam slogan. That means uh, be quite full in everywhere in the world. Yeah. And this one is signal. Different signal. Like traffic signal is the same one. Is green is okay. Red is danger. Mm. Yeah. Orange be ready. Mm. And if you do the good signal, the good signal. If you do the bad bad signal, like the black is mm. bad. You must carry your signal. What? Yeah. That means the signal. Another wheel of life, I already said to you. Right. A couple of fish. That means couple of fish means love, uh, happiness. Mm. Anytime you be happy, like the smile face is good, mm. that is be happy. Mm. And the fulfilled water, that is called colors. That means anytime you make power, you, you save your power. That power is your energy, your money, your water, uh, your the food. All are your power you save. You make feel. Mm. That one is fulfill. Mm. This I think is very important for our life.